We often speak of joy as if it's a synonym for happiness. But happiness and joy are different. Happiness is an intimately personal sensation. Joy is about connection. You can feel joy when you are happy, and you can feel joy when you are sad. As a minister, I've had the great privilege of participating in the rituals people use to mark their lives. Weddings, funerals, baby dedications, blessings, confessions. It's an honor to become a part of someone's life in these ways, and all of the rituals are sacred. But people are often surprised to hear that I much prefer memorial services to weddings. And by much prefer, I mean, if I don't know you, I'm not doing your wedding. If I do know you, it's an honor to do it, but it's an honor because it's you, not because it's a wedding. I feel completely different about a memorial service. I'm happy to do them for people I have never met and may only meet for the first time at the service. Weddings drive me a little crazy with their obsession for happiness and perfection. Memorials, when done well, are so beautiful because ostensibly they're about the person who passed, but really they are about all of the lives that person touched, the connection between these people and the community that surrounds the person who passed. One of the passages I often use during a memorial service comes from William Blake's Auguries of Innocence. It reads, Joy and woe are woven fine, a clothing for the soul divine. Under every grief and pine runs a joy with silken twine. Joy is about feeling a part of something larger than yourself. It is a sensation that overwhelms the shell of the individual and opens us to a sense of belonging and being with. Very often we connect joy with happiness because we feel happy when the sense of belonging overwhelms us. We're at a concert and we just feel the music. We're just with the music and we are sweating or crying or singing along. Or we're sitting by a silent lake and we're not alone because we know as if for the first time again, the soil and this water are us and we can't help but smile at our homecoming. Or we are walking down a busy avenue teeming with people and feel crushed by a sense of compassion not one that comes from us, but is generated by everything around us. Underneath it all runs a joy with silken twine. We have all felt that great sense of connection. We all have stories. I lived in Montreal for a few years, and there is a public festival each Sunday called the Tam Tams, where hundreds, maybe thousands of people come out to dance to the rhythm of this enormous drum circle. The beat of the drums carried a sense of release through the park. There were children and elders, people playing frisbee and hacky sack, small groups talking politics, and others just watching attractive people. And in so many ways, everyone was attractive because we were all participating in something that was larger than our own lives. It was more than just being happy. It was a sense of joy. 
The drums called out to us, and sometimes we danced almost ecstatically. But that wasn't necessary to feel what the drums were saying. We were surrounded by something Marcel Kinsborn calls a sense of irrational and beguiling belonging. It has been almost 20 years since I left Montreal, but I still dream about the tam-tams. In part, because we don't have many spaces in our culture where we can feel this beguiling belonging to one another very naturally. I haven't been able to replace what I felt at the tam-tams. Those Sundays in the park were akin to a religious experience. Barbara Ehrenreich speaks about the feeling of collective joy we encounter in these situations and wonders why we don't have a word for it. Wonders why our language is so oddly silent when it comes to exploring the state of euphoria we feel when we belong to one another. She writes about the role public festivals played in the lives of our ancestors as well as the loss of public festivals as our culture became more regulated by capitalism. In these public festivals, we felt connection, we felt joy. With the loss of the unregulated festival and their beguiling belonging, she says, we began to starve for joy. When I read that, I had to stop and think about the last time I was at a public festival. And I don't mean these commercialized feast days where you can buy Italian sausage and fried dough. I'm typically not a person who is wont to remember the good old days, because mostly they weren't that good. But the trade we made for more money and a more disciplined working class was far greater than just the loss of festivals and the days we took off to recover from the excesses of those festivals. In many ways, we even became more passive in our own enjoyment. Where we once danced ourselves, very often we now pay to watch someone dance for us. In our quest for control, we have lost some of our access to joy. I want a spiritual life that is grounded in joy. Life is not meant to be austere. It is colorful and vibrant and messy and moving. The beguiling belonging found in the practice of joy captures that sense of creativity that is so much larger than my own self, that sense of creativity I call God. And joy is not often what we have been taught about God. Sometimes it's framed like God loves us if we are good, or that God is not about drinking and making love, which is really a shame because that's some pretty joyful stuff. Somewhere along the way, we got it into our heads that religion and God is not sensual, not joyful. And somewhere along the way, we learned, or we were taught, that loving life is going to get us in trouble because maybe we won't be as efficient at work. There is this mistrust of enjoyment, of really savoring this life we have and taking the time out of our lives to savor it. And I believe that Ehrenreich is right. We are starved for joy. Something has been lost. When you are in that experience of beguiling belonging, when you are feeling that sense of joy, there is no hell. Even when we are experiencing joy in a sorrowful way, 
like when we are gathered at a memorial service. There is no hell. There is no break of connection, no isolation, no loneliness. And we turn around and all we can see is the whole universe loving us. The whole universe is in love with us. It is joyful, it is rich and colorful and sensual. Let us dance in our praise of God and joy. Thank you for listening to this meditation. You can find a written version of it on my website at ianwhitemar.com slash meditations. And I'd love to know how you are using these meditations. I'd love to know where they're showing up for you in your life. So send me an email at ian at ianwhitemar.com and let me know. I really believe that the spiritual journey shouldn't be something that we do on our own, not exclusively. We are meant to travel the path with partners, and I would love to be a partner with you on that path. I hope you'll join me again next week.